0: Well, welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. What we aim for is thoughtful conversation about the news of the day, plus a little football. Huh? <laughs> Put that in. We address the existential threats to America. Joining me today is Governor William Lee, governor of Tennessee. Claude Mm-hmm. What a great what a great guy. Any great guy. Good guy. No, huh?
1: Absolutely. And I think anyone who may not be familiar with Governor Lee, uh, you know, once they hear this interview, um, you know, I think that they'll feel the same as you and I, that just just a great a great person, a great man.
0: We're going to talk about education, immigration, and a little bowl football, Yeah, a little more Auburn football, and you're going to talk about Bo Nix.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that was the whole thing about Bo yeah, Nix well, Auburn I, and everyone I, yeah. thinking that's going to cost Georgia I, 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 some yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why would Georgia be afraid of Bo Nix? They beat him up for years when he was at Auburn. All right,
0: now folks have to hear this thing from you twice. <laughs> right.
1: My apologies, right. everyone.
0: <laughs> he laughed. The governor laughed. Everybody listened to that. But it's a good interview, and he's done a lot in his
1: state. Any else on your mind? Uh, Football. Thursday night football. Did you see
0: those guys last night? Patrick Mahomes.
1: I mean, you're sitting there and you're watching him, and he does this sidearm under. And and you're just wondering, you know, all offseason, we're talking about the Bills and Josh Allen. You're talking about Tyreek Hill going to Miami. We're talking Tua, Brady, all this stuff. And there's Patrick Mahomes. You're talking Aaron Rodgers, you know, what he's going to do in Green Bay, Trey Lance and Jeremy Garoppolo. No one's talking about Patrick. And he's just the best quarterback in the league. No, I, I, don't think so. know. I think so. I think so.
0: I think so. Last two weeks looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I'll tell you, that kid, that uh, Justin Herbert throws a throws a rope. Man, he throws a bullet. He's really good. He's and uh, I didn't throw that interception, which of course is part of being a quarterback. It's not to do that. <laughs> they win that game. Yeah, I you know I have eight teams. I picked uh, one of them, if any of them win the Super Bowl, I win twenty five cents. You know, uh-huh. uh, the Chiefs are not on my list. Oh,
1: huh? I, I picked the
0: Chargers in the West
1: defense. The Chiefs defense is pretty weak, but they got a guy who can make it up on offense. I mean,
0: they do. They don't have Tyreek anymore, though. Right, right. But they, they seem to be doing fine. But I'll tell you, I think that, I mean, you know, the Chargers did not have uh, Keenan Allen last night. Correct. Mm-hmm. That Mike Williams made some catches that were unreal. Yeah.
1: But you, we'll see. You watched the game? You were able to find it on Amazon Prime? I did. Well, see, this is my point. Like, you, you, you tend to be self-deprecating when it comes to you and technology, but you know technology and how to get to what uh, you want. I called my son. Okay,
0: and I said, "Let's go to the TV, and I'll say it slowly." (laughs) And I let's just say I finally got there.
1: Yeah, well, that's better than most, as the Tiger Woods put. I was
0: fearful. I would Amazon. I said, "Forget it." (laughs) (laughs) I went to the guide. You know, where's the Amazon channel? Yeah, yeah,
1: you scream to the remote control. Amazon representative. Representative. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Claude. Um,
0: college games this week, not, nothing really big. I'm very curious about Miami mm-hmm. going to play at Texas A&M. Uh-huh. Would have had A&M as strong favorites uh, before that game last week. But now I'm Miami. A&M you know, is team too, by the way. You know that college game day show that I watch religiously on Saturday morning? Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. There with Herb Street and Desmond and Desmond Howard and all that. You know where they're originating from this Saturday?
1: Oh, you know? I do not. I do not. Where are they going? Boone, North Carolina. Really? Appalachian State. Okay. Yep. Appalachian yeah. State. And who's who are they playing?
0: I don't know. I think okay. it's a tribute for the last two games. Oh, okay. They almost beat Carolina, like sixty-five, sixty-one. They lost. Yeah. And then they did beat Texas A&M in mm-hmm. College Station, Texas.
1: You know what? The thing I love about that is that in a time where schools are jumping conferences and we've got extended playoffs and NIL that going to App State there, it is still regional. It's still about the people who, who It's regional. You know. yeah, not a
0: lot of people entered the portal to go to.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, you know what? I mean, you talk about matchups. We also got um, Oregon. Uh, wait uh, a minute. Okay. Jimbo Fisher, right. coach of A&M, mm-hmm.
0: was uh, most people thought got the best recruiting class in the country. Mm-hmm. And he's being paid, what,
1: $90 million yes, for 10 sir. years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but didn't beat App State. Ooh, right. boy. That's Go thing. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to no. say a couple of other matchups. You've got Oregon hosting uh, BYU. Who cares? Uh, Oh, you don't care about that one? Oh. Oregon,
0: man. Oregon. Yeah, forget it. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. I'm also paying attention. uh Let's see. I'm paying attention to Penn State going to Auburn. I'm thinking about uh what Phil still said about Auburn. We're going to look out for those guys. So I'm looking at that. Also, Pitt, number 23. I'm looking at Pitt going to Western Michigan. Uh, I think I might like Western Michigan in this game.
0: Yeah, you know, we talk, people will hear, but we talked to Governor Lee, and I said, you know, your, your, your Tennessee guy's escaped out of Pittsburgh. He took umbrage at that. We, we didn't escape. We won. <laughs>
1: you
0: escaped. You escaped. <laughs> I think Pitt's pretty good. But uh, I, was, I said I didn't care about Oregon. It's like I was watching ESPN, and um, one of the guys said to one of the other guys, you know, you usually run a good show, but you had the stupidest question of the last 10 years on the panel. The question was, is Notre Dame out of the college football championships? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. They lost to Ohio State. That doesn't necessarily eliminate them. No. Nope. And they lost to Marshall at home. Yeah. yeah. 0-2, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Irish American buy,
1: and they better they better watch out. They've got California. They got Cal this weekend, and so you know.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think I don't. I don't, I don't I, do I want something out there or not? I mean, I would just as well focus my all my attention on the SEC and the ACC. Yeah,
1: you might as well
0: And the Big Ten. But I mean, I, you know, but is USC for real? I I don't know. I think so. I think so. If they run the table and don't get beat, fine. But if they lose, lose to Utah or Oregon, which got BYU, smashed in yeah, yeah, yeah. the SEC, forget it. Right, right. Okay, I don't want to talk more time on football than we did on politics and that. immigration. Yeah. <laughs> Show someone. Someone said, "I listen to your podcast. Is this more about football than about?" I said, "No, it's not more about football. Mm-hmm. We have a comment." Right. So we'll leave it at that. Huh.
1: Well, well, I'll, add, I'll just add this one thing: when I'm watching College Game Day, you know, and I'm watching Herb Street and Desmond, and these got Fowler, and you know they got Corso, you know, I'm thinking, hey, yeah, you guys should get you should get Dr. Bill on this, yeah. like you know, let's just do a segment, just you know, we'll set the camera up, we'll record something, right. send it in. I want to do the hey coming in on a private plane. They always show that private plane, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> he's our guest picker.
1: If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. And market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan, not only predicted a recession, but they're using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, call the precious metal dealers at American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call, and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They make it easy. They are the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, the BBB, and thousands of satisfied clients. If you give them a call right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 855-761-3008. That's 855-761-3008. Or text Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T, Bennett, to 998-899. Again, that's 855 855- Seven six one three zero zero eight, or text Bennett to nine nine eight
0: eight nine nine. Hey, Governor Lee, how you doing? Hey, sir, I'm good to hear your voice again. Thank you. It was great to be with you. Really was. I mean, you were. You're really a good company and, and appreciate everything you said. And I appreciate you doing this today. I know other things are on your mind. The thoughts are with you. And, uh, I, again, I'm very grateful Thank to you, you for doing you. You're this. You're a good
2: man. Thank you. I'm excited and honored to be able to do it. I really am. I said, I said, I, I, it was true when I said the other, the other month, uh, for me, a guy who, uh, watched men like you uh play an important role in shaping the country to sit beside you and talk is quite an honor so it's i'm excited and grateful for it thank you
0: well you (laughs)
2: You are welcome.
0: You make me feel like Christopher Columbus, though, or something. Man, I tell you,
2: you know. <laughs> we, were, we were, yeah, no. Uh, ahead, you're just a little bit older than I am, but gosh, you oh, certainly yeah. have had uh, you certainly have had a, a, an important role in a in a time, frankly, when I kind of wish we had the sort of, uh, or maybe I'm just naive and was young, but. The way politics played out in this country, at least from, a, from an observer standpoint, the civility in dialogue seemed to be really different, and I, yeah, it's yeah. it's really unfortunate to me that it, it is not Spoken like that. Down. It must have been more. It must have been more fun in that day in the Reagan era, or even the W era, and in every every year in between. It must have been more more fun, uh, and certainly more civil.
0: Yeah. Well, it was more civil. Of course, they, they say, you know, it's a kind of an iconic story that Ronald Reagan would go out to dinner with the Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill, Democrat, you know, yeah. and that's true. Yeah. And um, I remember having a couple of social visits with uh, Chuck Schumer, believe it or not, um, uh, <laughs> despite the fact that Chuck Schumer was my student at Harvard and I gave I gave him a grade he didn't think he should get, and he complained and whined about it, and appealed uh, it, and they had to, he had to come back and see me, and I said, you know, Mister Schumer, you're graduating from Harvard University, Magna Cum Laude, it's pretty dang on good. He said, well, I want to be Summa Cum Laude. I said, you know, be grateful for what you got, you know. Well, the next time I saw him, he was in Congress. First thing came up. He said, You you wouldn't let me graduate so I unless, oh man, give it up. Give it up, you know? And so, <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, yeah. uh, it'd be harder today. Thank you, Governor. I want to, I, for the audience, you'll unpack this, but I want to talk code to you. I want to talk about reading 360. I want to talk about ESA. I want to talk about TISA. And I want to talk about CTE. We'll uh, we'll tell the audience all that means. But let's let's talk about reading three hundred and sixty because I'm a reading nut, and I got something I think might help you all too. You've done a great job, but um, I think there's something more you could do. But please tell us about Tennessee. I mean, you guys have done so much in terms of uh, showing the country the way in a lot of education things.
2: Well, I appreciate you saying that. We have. Um, well, I I'll tell you this. I you know before long before I became governor, I worked with uh, kids in the inner city. Uh, in in an at-risk youth program, and I got involved in some of these kids' lives, and I got involved in their education. I kind of said, hey, let me look at your report card. And what I realized was that the most challenged, the most underserved kids in our community are oftentimes find themselves in schools and in situations where it's absolutely impossible, in my view, for them to Uh, to emerge successfully and it it really challenged me uh to understand the education system more and to figure out how it is that we can give every kid an opportunity to be successful in this country so when i came into that that, you know it was one of the reasons i decided to run uh was because of my involvement in my private Mm -hmm. life and issues that mattered publicly so when we came in uh you know we we challenged the status quo at least in my view we did, and we decided to be aggressive about things we talk to, we can talk a lot about school choice and my belief that parents ought to have the freedom to to decide what is the best thing for their children yep. uh when when we when we uh found ourselves in the midst of covid and schools closed down a, a small period of time in states like ours, but nonetheless great challenges before families with uh with with learning loss we were the first state in the country to call a special session of the general assembly because it mattered so much to me that we start addressing the uh the learning losses that occurred uh we we started with saying you know you're going to teach these kids to read with phonics we're going to make sure that kids have yep. uh the ability to read by third grade and uh, we're going to we're we're going to take seriously the fact that this situation has will set them back if we don't set bring uh, you know launch them forward.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, you're absolutely right. And, and again, Tennessee has uh, has achieved this. You, you I also want uh, to. I hope you feel better after this interview because it's going to be full of praise for you, and <laughs> because there's, there's so many things you've done right, but. One of the things, and I mentioned this when we were together out West, is, uh, you know, this is a great, important issue, uh, for, uh, Republicans, education. And, you know, for too long, uh, I think we've, we've let let the Democrats kind of believe they own it. And the American people has believed it. The first time, I don't know if you saw a public opinion shift, I think the Republican Party is better on education than uh, than the Democrats. And that's thanks to Glenn Youngkin there in Virginia and with your colleague Doug Ducey in Arizona and, and what you've done in Tennessee. Uh, and, I, and, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be an issue in uh, uh In November, I, I, just, I just noticed, I think it's Mr. Runchetti in uh, New Mexico is tied there with the Democrat. He said he's leading with education because, uh, you know, if you don't educate the kids, what's our future? What's our life? And you all have done that, in Tennessee. Your leadership has been um, exemplary, I think. And good for you to identify this issue. I know you have a business background, but you work in the inner city and you saw it and you see how much it matters. So you've got the education savings accounts. Which I think what just is now in Nashville and Memphis, I think that's right um and uh but it's gonna go statewide so that students can take funds and, and go to whatever school they want or their parents choose which which is again another equal opportunity uh a uh, uh, a chance for for young people
2: yeah you uh you hit a couple things there, one I do think. With uh, Governor Youngkin and uh, Governor Ducey and others across the country, you're seeing an understanding that Republicans do have uh, an ownership of really where uh, education should be going. And, And I think one of the most important pieces of that is that we believe and I fundamentally believe that a parent knows best. And I think parents think that I think parents think that forget about whether they're Republicans or Democrats. They think they know best. Most of them do. And so when you start talking about education from a parental choice standpoint, whether it's curriculum, whether it's the school that you go to, uh, what should and should not be taught in public schools, you 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 know, parents buy into that because they are the they are the expert on their own child. I know mm-hmm. that I raised four kids. I'm the I'm the expert. And this idea of choice in our education savings account program, once again, really goes back to my belief that a child living in a zip code that's incredibly disadvantaged that might come from. Uh, an environment that that is that it's much more that's much less uh fertile for educational outcomes than another kid. They ought to have the same opportunity that every kid yes, in sir. our state has. Yes, sir. You know, a a a, a low income student, minority student in Memphis should have the opportunity to use education dollars to go to a private school, just like the. Just like their counterparts in another part of town. And I believe that we can do that with public education dollars. And that's who will benefit the most from this. It it really does, it really is about opportunity and giving parents that choice. And I often, you know, the opposition to school choice is interesting. Um, I oftentimes find myself saying to that opposition, why are you afraid? that parents might choose another option. Yep, that's right. What, what, what are you concerned about? Are you not, do, can you not compete right. with that option? And if you right. can't, then there's something really wrong with the system.
0: That's right. That's right. Do you have to, are the students there? Cause they gotta be there. Uh, and one good way to test it is give them an opportunity to go somewhere else. Yeah, no, I think right. you're, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. Do you modernized. Uh, the state's education funding formula with the Tennessee Investment Student uh, Achievement Act, TISA, TISA. $1 billion investment in K-12. And again, student-centered funding formula. And um, again, this, I think, was a a very well-designed idea and you should be congratulated for it. You may want to comment on that, but I I want, because I know we have limited time. One thing I really appreciate uh, that you have done is, um, talk about and support career and technical education. Uh, talk a little bit about that because, um, as I used to say, quoting, can't remember who it was. It's not enough to be good. You got to be good for something. And, yeah, uh, that's right. you know, you know, and, and, and this career and technical <laughs> education stuff. Is really really important for students who aren't going to go on four year college uh, liberal arts education. So
2: yeah, so I ran a company for twenty five years. Uh, it's a family business. It's thirty. I it was I worked there thirty five years and ran it twenty five. It's primarily a construction based mechanical services firm. So we had fifteen hundred employees when I left there to run for governor and. Uh, mostly plumbers and pipefitters and welders, electricians and HVAC technicians. And I have worked with skilled tradespeople all my life, mm-hmm. brilliant mm-hmm. people that have the gifting to connect their brains to their hands. And so I know the skills that they have and the value that they bring to the workplace. And I also recognize that you know, it was hard to find that skilled labor. As our company yeah. grew and we needed to have more skilled technicians, we had a real yeah. hard time finding it. So, we actually created a training program in our school and put some thousand people through that program to train them ourselves because the education system doesn't prepare them for the kind of skills necessary to do the jobs that are out there. Right. So, when I came into office, uh, you know, I said, hey, guys, we need to change the way high school looks. We need to meet the needs of our emerging economy, and we live in one of the fastest-growing states in America. Tennessee does yep. the the yep. highest, but the highest-performing economy in the country, and some of the biggest companies in the world are deciding to locate their businesses here and for, for a lot of a variety of reasons uh, that we could talk about economically-wise. But when that happens. The reason, one of the reasons they come is because they believe that we have a commitment to workforce. We've put hundreds of millions of dollars into the development of CTE programs in this state. I, my first year in, I passed something called the Give Act, the Governor's Investment in mm-hmm. Vocational mm-hmm. Education Act, and subsequently have continued to expand that program this year putting a half a billion dollars in the budget to basically provide about a million dollars for every high school in the state and a half a million for every middle school in the state to expand these programs, to increase apprenticeships, to pathways to our colleges of technology. Uh, I really yeah. believe that there is a large part of our population that are gifted and skilled and we do Historically, have done very little educationally to create that pathway to opportunity and success, that's right. that's and we're right. trying to change that here. been
0: a bit of bias, you know, toward uh, toward liberal arts, toward college, toward four year. Yeah, I think yeah. that's shifting a bit. First of all, I mean these a lot of these colleges are pricing themselves out of reach, uh, even you know even with as <laughs> so I keep pointing out this Biden student loan forgiveness plan. You know, I, I know what these institutions will do. They'll say thanks very much, and they'll raise it raise it. You know we'll raise, we'll double it. You know we'll raise it.
2: That's right. Raise, That's raise right. your by too. And, so. and, and, and by the way, the the people that have to pay for the loan yeah. forgiveness are the plumbers and pipe fitters and welders, and electricians that are out there doing the doing the work that we've been talking about. Do you see a lot of interest
0: in those careers? One of the things that I've been reading that depresses me, and we talked about this on the panel uh, in in Colorado, is is work and the value of work. We got a lot of men who are not at work and who are not interested in working. Um, and uh, there are other problems. I won't get to that in a second, but do you see uh, a demand, a real interest uh, in young Tennesseans in doing this kind of work that the CTE will help them uh, uh, provide?
2: You know, I, I do. And I'll tell you why I say that, because we have this, we have this network of colleges of applied technology Tennessee mm-hmm. College of Applied Technologies TCATs across the state and there's and we we're investing heavily in them put 80 million dollars last year in the budget to remove the waiting list that exists in our state for people to enroll in a college of applied technology these are oh, two that's year great. schools that's great. these are school two year schools that are focused on these very sort of technical education uh, certificate attainments and and so there is a waiting list. We're we're trying to remove that waiting list, build more uh build more TCATs. cats and you know, it's interesting the power of the elevation of a conversation is great. I mean when when uh, not to talk about me, but when a governor goes around the state showing up in high school welding classes yep. and inviting the media and talking to these kids and saying you're gifted and Look, I worked right. with welders all my life and mm-hmm. I, I know how to weld and not, not very well. But if you learn how to weld, we've got a job for you here in yeah. the state and, and you make quite a bit of money and you can stay right, right here at home in your rural right. community if that's where you want to live. And you know, that message starts to resonate pretty profoundly with people. If it's, if it's something that I like to talk about, which I do. And so I do see a demand. I'm kind of excited about the prospects of this in the inner city. Uh, That's a, that's a hard, um, you know, that's a heavy lift to change that mindset and that, that mindset that educators have and the mindset that really we have had in this country about education, particularly with those uh, who are living in our urban centers. I'm excited about the prospects there.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, Well, I think when you go, uh, you know, you didn't want to pat yourself on the back, but you can. Cause when you go and the media comes and sees you in that welding class or that electricity class, that, that's your blessing. I mean, it's a uh, secular, but it's your blessing. You're saying this yep. is important. Uh, and that's very, very important for people to hear and, and to see. It validates, uh, the choice of these, uh, of these young people. Uh, and, and that's very important. I, and you know, I got to tell you, as a, classic liberal arts graduate i mean english and philosophy were my majors phd in philosophy good lord talk about seeking unemployment for the rest of my life you know uh, most, <laughs> most of the people who have my degrees are Uber drivers now, but, you know, doing the best they can. But
2: that, hey, we, we, we need everybody. It's just that well, we got to remind ourselves that means everybody.
0: I don't know. I don't know how many philosophy departments you need in the state of Tennessee, but we'll take that up another time. I have done, I have done that. <laughs> but but the point is, you know, as a business guy, I mean, I've talked to a lot of businessmen. They say, well, you know, kids graduate from college, they have a nice degree but they don't have a great work attitude and they really don't know how to do it. You just yeah. use the phrase, you know, the brains are connected to the hands um, and, 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 and that's something they get in in, in in your CTE program. And we need more, more of that. And so part of what we need to do is stop looking down our nose at, at this, this kind of work because God knows we need it.
2: Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, it, it is not just, plumbing and pipe fitting and welding. So you, you, you know, it it moves into health sciences work and nursing and, you know, we, it, 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 it's technical education of a variety of sources. The other thing we have focused on here, we're one of the few States who actually requires a um, computer science course in high school. We're, we're, we're piloting that program that's going to move into full requirement. You know, when, Google and Amazon, and when they don't require a college degree to go to work at those companies anymore, then yeah. You, yeah. you kind of figure out that coding and computer science and some of the technology education that is incredibly valuable in today's world for for folks doesn't necessarily equate to a four-year college degree. No, that's and, right. and so this, this this whole idea of education beyond the traditional source isn't just about, you know, a a welding certificate. It's also a highly skilled technical, uh, certificate attainment and that can lead to lots of opportunity.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. I remember talking to, uh, name dropping here, Charles Koch. you know, Coke industries, um, you know, you know, the family and and he said, when I hire, I hire, you know, Oklahoma state and, and, uh, Central Oklahoma, Central Nebraska. He said, I don't look to those Ivy League guys who all they have is degrees and attitude. He said, I look for people yeah. who, know where, who know where the ground is and how to get under it. Uh, but, but no, you're, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. And um, those are you know, more, more opportunities than, um, you know, than, than there have been in the past. Uh, let me ask you about related question, something that's bothering me. Um, I, I was the first drug czar first director of drug policy. And we really came down hard on the drug stuff. We're seeing this stuff at the border, which is just uh, unbelievable. Plus the denial of this administration that, you know, the border, the border is secure, they say, and, you know, nothing could be further from the truth. Are you seeing uh, any of the effects of this in, in, uh, in Tennessee, uh, rural Tennessee, urban Tennessee, fentanyl? Uh, we're seeing some states that are just, you know, the numbers, the, the, the dying rates are, are higher. For the first time in America, life expectancy is lower um, uh, this year than it was
2: last year. Are you seeing this? Oh, wow. You know, I, I uh, I'm actually just a little stunned by not just what we've seen, the real evidence of what's happening at the border, and stunned by the fact that Nothing is really being done about it. Like yeah. at some point, at some point, Americans are going to rise up and say, uh, you know, enough is enough. I, I don't know why we haven't as Damn. a nation quite yet gotten there. But, you know, I went, you. The, I went to that, I went to the border. I mean, I went to the border with my wife and I watched We helicoptered over and met with the border patrol agents. And we had we had National Guardsmen at the border uh, at the time. So we sure. went down to look at that. And sure. it, it was it was amazing to me then to watch, and this was a, a year ago, and to see the flow just evidenced just by flying over. But now we're starting to really see it. I mean, we have had uh, more than double our fentanyl seizures in this state yeah. this year over last, over last year. 50% spike in overdoses one year over the other. I mean, a 50% spike, that's a that is a crisis in a community in a in a rural community for example uh the, what yep. that equates to is is incredible and subsequently the crime rates and the and the gang activity and the organized crime that we uh that our highway patrol have not been accustomed to uh, intercepting right. on our interstates right. across the there is such a profound effect on states way inland like Tennessee yep. i can only imagine what's happening in Arizona and Texas and Louisiana and you know it it's are you seeing so I could go on and on about it but I'm very I'm you know I'm alarmed. Are you say, yeah no me too and I can't understand
0: why people aren't just saying wait a minute. This is insane what's going on. Uh, well what about uh, people crossing the border uh these nighttime flights into places um you seeing the uh, any of these people coming into Tennessee?
2: Well, you know, there was there was some reporting of that a few I don't know six or eight months ago, flights in the night and that sort of thing, buses stopping off. But there's been a pretty hard push here to say, you know, we're not going to just let people be dumped off into this state. So as far as we know, that's not happening in this state. And we've worked with uh, we've worked with governors to make sure it doesn't happen. But um, so we don't think we have that problem happening in Tennessee. In fact, we know that we don't. But it's happening in this country. And, you know, we can talk about drugs and all about the border. But two. You know, human trafficking is an issue that I've taken a lot of personal interest in over the last several years. And the level of human trafficking that is it is happening at the border, human traffickers look for opportunities and boy, they have a wide open opportunity to traffic into this country, children, women, the the horror stories of what is, is coming, is happening down there. And, and yes, the sir. way trafficking works for every story you hear, there's 10 or 15 that you didn't hear that are actually happening and they oh. haven't been caught yet. So that, it's a human crisis of, enormous proportion that we ought to all be particularly alarmed about.
0: Yeah, I have uh, written to Governor Abbott and, and he responded and wrote to the president. And I said, you know, mindful of that other job I had, I said, the president needs to declare these cartels, foreign terrorist uh, organizations, FTOs, the designation he can do. And then you don't have to wait for them and catch them on the other side. You can do to them what we've done to terrorists in the Middle East. You can go right after them where they are. Um, I mean, yeah. these people declared war on on us and they are invading and killing us. And I'm glad Tennessee is tough on this issue. And um, I got I got I got to give it to Abbott, this idea of busing to New York, D.C., Chicago. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's
2: kind of the That's kind of the enough is enough attitude, right? Like, that's it. We can't do this any longer. So, you know what you if you're going to just keep this going on, then here's here's what you get. Listen, I
0: you have been very generous. And and we, you know, we told your your folks, we'd let you go. And I I just want to come back. One thing I didn't say I wanted to say when we started with the reading is um you know scores dropped all over the country uh during the pandemic you guys you guys are back best i can see uh, to pre pandemic we've
2: had some we, we, yeah we've had some really good results we are really glad oh. that we chose to sort of uh, you know, jump all over this within just months of it and to yeah. anticipate what was going to come. And we're very happy with the results. So they're not, they're not all back yet. And we're not, yeah, we're not completely back yet, but boy, our, our numbers compared to pre pandemic is incredibly encouraging.
0: No, it is very encouraging. You showed the way there's a story. Uh, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but of a, guy who ran a private prison um a set of private prisons someone asked him how many beds do you plan for the future how do you do that he said depending on the state i checked the reading scores in third grade
2: that's right uh,
0: you know there you go you know if you can't read third grade your odds in life are much diminished and you all you all have done it right governor i thank you i thank you for your time and i, I know a lot of things on your mind Today and uh, we really appreciate it. It's an honor
2: spirit. to it's it's an honor to talk to you, sir. You're a, you're a, a great man. You've done great things for this country, and I, and I appreciate the fact that you continue to do so. And I'm proud to be a part of of this of this uh, conversation.
0: You're kind. So go volunteers. They, they escaped at Pittsburgh. So. Mm-hmm. It it Come on
2: now, we didn't escape. Wait, wait, we didn't escape no. at Pittsburgh. We won at Pittsburgh. No, you you escaped.
0: It from, I don't. Know. Well, <laughs> it's okay. I'll say you won because God knows mm-hmm. you're in the you're in the toughest. Claude, you can get back on. Claude knows about this. Yeah, you are no. In the toughest conference in the whole world.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, got yeah, a warm up true. against Akron. Got a warm up against Akron this weekend, but then on the twenty fourth,
2: you know, we got Florida uh, uh, coming, so
0: yeah,
2: it's real, it's real stuff. It all starts unfolding. That's right. The SEC is a tough conference. <laughs> yes,
0: I am, and I am a Texas fan, and I just won't comment on what happened up. Oh, team.
2: so so I guess you know, I actually went to Auburn. I'm a Tennessee fan because I'm the governor of Tennessee, but I went to Auburn, I and so I'm a, I, do. I am a, I, I'm a violent, uh, uh, you know non-alabama fan which yeah <laughs> i was a big texas fan. let me just say i was a big texas fan saturday and was it was, it was terribly disappointed by the outcome
0: i understand you're gonna wear orange i guess there's a movement to wear orange or uh, uh, auburn team
2: I, right. I, I, I can i can pull it off see i can wear orange and kind of be for whoever i want to so that covers a lot
1: I do have one question. When all the when when, when all the you know commentators and things were saying, you know, folks were saying, "Oh, Ohio State better watch out because Bo Nix and Oregon they're coming down there. They're going to play tough." You know, you've seen <laughs> Bo <laughs> Nix, where you like? Ah, they've got something, <laughs> you know. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. or, or Georgia. Yeah. It was Georgia. They said, "Hey, Bo so, Nix, it, it was
2: it was Georgia." And what I said was, I uh, you know, first of all, I was pretty mad at the Auburn uh, elite who ended up getting rid of Gus Malzahn. Like I, I was like. I, now, Absolutely. Wait a minute, guys. What are, what are you doing there? This guy has taken his, and you know, right. he has a bad season or two, but goodness gracious, mm-hmm. y'all haven't lived in the Auburn days that I lived in. You people yeah, are too young right. to remember how bad it can be. So we went, so that was, I was mad about that in the first place, which subsequently brought this new coach, which he's fine, I guess. I don't know him. And, and you know, 10 players quit, in, including Bo Nix. But I, I will say this I watched every single Auburn game since Bo Nix came and I was I was just fine with him going to Oregon because I I, gotcha. I, I, well, we <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't seem to quite pull it off with him. So I, I was ready for a new guy. Well, I agree with you
0: on that I think he's a genius. I mean, uh you know, they lost that uh, national championship, Florida State. But, uh, gosh, you know, they went up 21 I mean, nothing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, they're terrific I was, exciting I, was, I was
2: sadly at that game. I was sadly at that oh, game. Oh, yeah,
0: sure you were. Sure it's you tough. were. Well, yeah, well, well, Claude and I set this up. He said, when do we get to talk football? I said, no, we got to talk education, but maybe we can get to it at the end. So <laughs> thank <laughs> we would Thank you. I enjoyed we it. we would we'll do be, it again. We would be just as happy doing this football stuff. Okay, that does it for today's show. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to com. You can follow me on Twitter at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. Feel free to email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It's Podcast at gmail.com. Please share the podcast with your family and friends, and we will catch up next week.